This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Sports Card Nation. The hobby is the people. Weekly news and interviews. It's your number one source. Sports Card Nation. The hobby is the people. Sports Card Nation. What is up? Episode 195. What's in the water in Philly, man? There's a ton of content creation uh, coming out. Uh, of that area and, and good stuff uh, as well. And uh, one of those gentlemen is my guest for today's Sports Card Nation, Ray Fonio, also a.k.a. Ray from Philly. Great guy, uh, great content. But he's also the founder of the Baseball Card Hall of Fame. Uh, but they're now adding basketball, football, hockey, and who knows what after that. And they do a great job, him and his his guys that he has that, that do it with him. Uh, he's added some more guys as they expanded their card hall of fame. We're going to obviously talk about that amongst uh, other things. Uh, but, uh, you know, doing a great job with that. And uh, glad to have him on uh, on the show. I've gotten to know him a little bit. He's a really good guy, and uh, I think you'll uh, enjoy the interview. So with that being said, let's get this party started. Time for our Hobby is the People Announcer of the Week. What up, everybody? It's your boy, Cousin Oz, the People's Mailman. And along with Cousin Tony, the architect, we are Cousins Collectibles. Make sure to check us out on the Cousins Collectibles podcast, as well as on Instagram at Cousins underscore Collectibles. Before we get out of here, we wanted to remind you of a couple things. First and foremost, remember, the hobby is the people. And as always, keep focused, keep positive, and keep collecting. If you'd like to be the Hobby is the People announcer of the week, do a WAV or MP3 file and send it to sportscardnationpc at gmail.com. Zion cases are the best card cases in the hobby. One quick walk around the national or even your local card show will bear that out. Whether it's a case to protect your one single grail card, or to hold and protect many of your precious cards, look no further than the Zion cases. And don't forget, our backpack cases have no equal. Check us out at www.zioncases.com and remember to use promo code SCN10 to save an additional 10% off your order. Zion cases, we protect the hobby.
happy to have my next guest on the sports card shop at MoCo uh, guest line. He hails from the Philadelphia area, he has his own, uh, he's a content creator in his own right. And uh, without further uh, delay, uh, Ray from Philly, Ray Fonio, welcome to Sports Card Nation. Well, thank you, John, for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, thank, thanks for being on. I, I guess we'll start out. I'm not going to, you know, the boring, like, how did your hobby, you know, journey, but uh, just your collecting interest. I know, obviously, uh, it starts with, with Philadelphia's uh, folks, but uh, for those listening, what what do you collect? What do you PC? Sort of what, how do you hobby? That mm-hmm. sort of question. Sure. Well, I started collecting in 1979. <laughs> yes, I'm that old. And well, here, here's not the we both we 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 have that in common. Uh, I started in '79 as well, but but go ahead. That's a good year. Yeah. <laughs> and um, my grandfather got me started in collecting uh, baseball cards. My grandfather was a, a big Philadelphia A's fan from back in the day. Uh, he got me into telling me all the stories of Jimmy Fox and Lefty Grove and Connie Mack, and just uh, one day said, "Here, you're starting to collect cards," and I said, "Okay." So. Totally got enamored with collecting the hobby and the, mainly the history of the hobby as uh, of the game as well. And hearing all the stories of the players that he watched uh, with the old Philadelphia A's and the Phillies, uh, the Wiz kids in 1950. Uh, so started collecting, uh, just basically collecting cards, putting them in binders throughout the 80s and, um, and the 90s. There was tons of shows in and around the area every weekend. Every weekend, there was probably several shows a month, and I pretty much hit them all. And, uh, you know, I, I had a break in the early 2000s, and before that, I was collecting mainly just raw cards. I had known about graded cards before then, but I wasn't uh, interested in them, mainly because a lot of the dealers at that time in the 90s thought that it was kind of a scam, and nobody should really go into it. It's just a, a way to make more money for the dealers, yada, yada, yada. Well, things have changed. Uh, quite a bit in the past, I'm going to say 20 years. And when I got back into the hobby around 2000, I'm going to say 13, 14, uh, that's all I collect now is PSA graded cards. And uh, I discovered the set registry around the same time. And I didn't know what I wanted to do with the set registry. I didn't know what I wanted to collect. And I saw some other YouTubers out there that started mentioning this book called The 300 Great Baseball Cards of the 20th Century by Mike Payne. And I looked in the set registry, and lo and behold, that book has a set registry in there. So I started doing that, and it became fun because now I had a, a – It was to me, it was structured. It was streamlined. Now I knew what I was going to do instead of collecting all over the place. Uh, I was focused, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. And then I started – you know, wanted to do other cards besides that set registry. And then I get into the post-war rookie Hall of Fame set registry and then started doing player runs of tops, player runs, Schmidt, Yastrzemski, Bench, all them players. So now I, I probably have 30, 40 PSA set registries. It's like it's like crack. It's totally addictive, uh, but it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's, it's a slightly competitive thing. Uh, with people competing each other with each other around the country on they have a ranking and uh, you can move up the ladder and PSA even does at the national will have uh, a cocktail dinner and they give out awards to certain people who've done very well in their set registry whoever has a really good set registry ranked wise or who's been ranked in this certain platform for each consecutive years whatever so 
but it's it's all in fun. It's not like a cutthroat uh, set registry comp competition, uh, but it's it's fun. It keeps you focused because before the set registry, when I got back into it, I had taken about a seven year hiatus from it from the early 2000s to like 13. And when I got back into it, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just didn't know if I wanted to just buy packs and put them in binders. I didn't know if I wanted to do just build sets. And when I started getting more into the the grading process of it and buying slabs, it, it appealed to me because of many reasons. Uh, number one, it, it authenticated the car because I, I noticed there was a lot of uh, fraudulent cards out there, fakes and things like that. And it, it alleviated any questions as far as what the value of the card was. I remember dealing with dealers in the 80s and 90s, and there might have been certain players I wanted to pick up. So I wanted to sell certain cards to make money, to use that money to buy other players. And you're looking at, and all we had to go by back then were, were magazines, price guides. And you would go to them and say, hey, you know, the, the book value on this is such and such amount, say $100. And they would say, well, that's in this condition. To me, it's in this condition. And then you would argue back and forth, well, I think it's this condition. Well, with grading, that just stops it right there. It is what it is. If it's a seven, it's a seven. If it's an eight, it's an eight. And it alleviated a lot of question between you and the dealer or you and someone else that wanted to buy your card or whatever. It it cut all that out. It cut out all that red tape of, we, we, I think it's valued at this or I think it's valued at that. Not that I care about the value, but because I collect more for the, the, the joy of just collecting. But it, it saves aggravation down the line if you wanted to sell certain cards to use that money to buy other cards. It saves a lot of aggravation in that aspect, and it saves aggravation on authentication, and it kept it kept me focused, laser focused, as to know what I wanted to buy now. So instead of going all over the place and picking up this and that, uh, I know when I go to a show or if I'm looking on eBay or in an auction house, I know right off the bat what I'm looking for. So that's mainly my goal is baseball. Uh, I do dabble a little bit in the other sports, but baseball's always been my first love always will be and mainly vintage and i do dabble a little bit on the modern side uh i'll buy current players uh rookie cards uh but if it's to me in an affordable price i i, I can't i don't like going into modern players uh rookie cards if they're hundreds and hundreds of dollars and then something happens to that player they get injured uh, whatever happens to them and it's it's a bigger risk, I think. If, to me, if I see a rookie car for under $100, it's a low-risk, high-reward kind of a theory for me. So uh, if the player f- fails, it, it's not a big loss for me if I buy something in a 10 for 50 bucks or something. Yeah, hearing you, I mean, I'm not in because, man, it's like listening to myself. We're really so many similar parallels. 1979. My grandfather also got me into cards uh, in Brooklyn. I uh, went to the corner store with him. I was raised by yep. my grandparents and a pack and up uh, pack, a box in 1979 uh, tops <laughs> baseball on that counter. I was a sports kid already playing. Um, and I just kind of instantly sort of put two and two together what they were. Asked my grandfather if I could, you know, could I get a couple of them? He said, yes, bought them, you know, 25 cents, and the rest is history. That first pack, I read, I was a Thurman Munson guy. He had already uh, passed away, but uh, I was a Yankee fan in my early, uh, younger years. I've, I've switched over to the Mets 
a Steinbrenner sort of ruined the whole Yankee thing for me. That's a, a show in itself. But, you know, Reggie Jackson at that time was was the toast of the town. And that first pack, the fourth or fifth card in, uh, was a Reggie and, and the rest of uh, his history. And uh, uh, like you, there was some years of where I didn't get rid of my stuff. I just kind of hit pause. Step aside for a real quick break, but we'll be right back with more with Ray. Introducing the only auction house dedicated exclusively to the cards of the 1990s. Josh Adams and John Linden have created an auction company solely for the rare, scarce, and hard-to-find inserts and parallels of the 1990s. Whether it be basketball, baseball, football, or hockey, 90s auctions will have it. Each auction will consist of smaller lots between 100 and 120 lots, so your cards won't get lost in the shuffle. Founded on the principles of fairness, honesty, and integrity, 90s auction was created by collectors for collectors. Register and consign today at 90sauctions.com. That's 90-s-auctions.com. Sports Car Nation is back with more with Ray Fonio. And, and here, something you said with the grading, uh, because uh, I've said this on my show, Ray, is when grading first started to really get some buzz about it, I had a store. I had a store from 92 to 97. I, I remember one of my uh, real frequent customer, customers came in with a Beckett graded card. I believe it was like 93. Mm-hmm. And it was, a, I remember the card. It was a Mariano Rivera, the 92 Bowman, mm-hmm. where he's in, you know, the polo shirt. And, the, and he said, John, look, I just got this back from Beckett. It's, it's graded. And everything you said, I was I was smiling and nodding because I said to him, his name was Ron. I'm like, Ron, like this is such a money grab, man. You mm-hmm. you send your card to another company and they tell you what condition it is, and then they put it in, they encapsulate it. You can't even mm-hmm. like touch the cards. It's such a money grab. Are you gonna just if you wanted to pay me twenty five bucks or twenty bucks, <laughs> I would have told you what condition right. it was in. And so I was one of those guys and here i am you know obviously did a, a 180 and have a lot of graded cards uh myself and uh you know for people who don't like grading you know and i i was wrong in, in those i just you know that's how your your view was at that time but yeah. all great points you know with all the fakes and and trimming and all all that that bad stuff we hear about it's a way to uh, authenticate uh cards it's also a way to really like you said, to sort of eliminate, hey, what's uh, what you know, what's this worth? Uh, we kind of can can once it's graded, we sort of know you what know. where it fits in. And uh, I'm a I'm a big graded guy, so it's funny how you know thinking about uh, my 1993 version of myself to a uh, current day, how we can you know change our opinion. And I even tell people who like are, are sort of anti graders if we want to label them as such. I always even try to, I don't debate, you know, I don't debate a lot of things in because you, it's just a, a never ending. <laughs> you just go around in circles, but I always tell the sort of the anti-grading folks, like you don't have to like it. You don't have to submit, you don't have to buy, but there are, you can't deny certain aspects of it are very crucial and yeah. important may not do it for you, uh, but you can't deny uh, the importance uh, of it, and uh, exactly, and some of the things you brought up, uh, Ray, were, were exactly 
uh, along those lines. And so yeah. it's just, it's funny all the parallels. 79, grandfather's got us, uh, and here we are. Uh, all these years later, right? And, yeah, uh, it's it's uh, it's uncanny. I mean, I grew up in Philadelphia. I'm a Mike Schmidt fan, and you to hear something even more funny, you said Reggie was your guy. My number two favorite player was Reggie Jackson because in Philadelphia, uh, I yeah. we were the first family on our street to get cable TV, and we were able to get Channel 11 WPIX in New York. So if I wasn't watching the Phillies, I was watching the Yankees. Uh, and I became a big Greg Nettles fan because he played third like Schmidt, and the guy was an inc- great fielder and yep. clutch. And I really yep. loved Greg Nettles, but Reggie was the man. So people ask me today, oh, who's, who's your top five players? I always go Schmidt and Jackson's one and two because I watched them. I, I grew up watching yep. Schmidt and Reggie play at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, and you know it's something even with that era. Like I, I'm gonna, you know, maybe a little bit of the old man on the porch. Baseball <laughs> just had sort of a different feel uh, than it does today. I'm still yeah. a fan, don't get me wrong, but just sort of different. Uh, the players uh, were were even more approachable then than they they kind of are now. And uh, yeah. uh, but it's 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 fun all the same. Uh, we both you you spent you talked about the PH, uh, PSA registry party. Mm-hmm. We both actually attended. Yeah. Uh, this year I was a guest uh, of Val Mars. I thought it was well done. It was the first time I uh, attended. And you made another great point with the registry is it's sort of a friendly competition. It gives you sort of things to challenges to to meet, things you want to complete. Mm-hmm. And then they add that competition level in a fun sort of way. And it's mm-hmm. it's I'm not on it, but I've even thought quit. It's something I thought about uh, doing. And Chris Carlin. You know, Chris Carlin came around and asked, like, hey, you know, any suggestions? And I know Chris uh, pretty well. He's been on the mm-hmm. show uh, a few times, and I've gotten to know him uh, very personal, personally. And I say, hey, Chris, I got one right up, you know. So I, I'm even thinking on a personal level, I have an 81 Kellogg's 3D set, and right. I got it in a collection buyout. I didn't buy the sets. Mm-hmm. It was in there when I when I found it in the bottom of the box, and I pulled this thing out, Ray, I mean, it is crisp. It looks like it's, we went yeah. back in the DeLorean to 1981. <laughs> These things, you know, 81 color, they crack, yep. they, they bend, they warp. These things, I, if you didn't know anybody, you'd think they were like <laughs> fakes. They, they're so, they're such exactly. pristine condition. Right. And I'm like, man, you know, I don't know, you know, it's a 66 or I think it's 66 card set or something like that. And I'm like, Every one of these, I don't know if they, but everyone looks like it has a shot at a ten here. Yeah, and it would be a great set to like. I would love to send the whole set, get the whole set graded, get it on the registry, see what mm-hmm. what each card grades out. And so my right, you know, when Chris asked me, "Hey John, what do you you got any ideas?" It was the first. I said, "Listen, I know you've recently lowered your prices back down, but you know, at eighteen dollars a card, no offense, I'm not sending in a Chet Lemon." you know, 81 Kellogg's, <laughs> even though it's in great shape, mm-hmm. you know, but if, if you love, if you did something, even if you did it just for like folks that are sending in a set like that, Hey, you're sending in the whole set, uh, complete. It's $8 a card in, in that case. I agree. Um, That's you know, you know, for something like that, yeah. where, so, you know, cause then now you're looking at, you know, a $500 bill instead of mm-hmm. a, a 3000, I'm not going to send, an 81 Kellogg set right. for, 
worth three thousand dollars. Even even in the even in the way it presents, which is great. Right. I'm still that's a, a good chunk of change. But five hundred bucks, where I think many of them can get a ten, and then you get the whole the capote. I, I might be number one all right. of a sudden on the eighty one Kellogg's three D set for the right. two cents that's worth. Just the the whole that time, you know. You know, eight bucks, and 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 you're not cherry. It's not like you're sending in, you know, the Reggie or the Ricky Henderson, and that's it. You have to to get that price level. You got to send the set in as mm-hmm. a complete set and upgrade it like that. And he liked it. He wrote it down, and and I joke with him if that comes to be, got to call it the Newman rule. So you know, we both got a, <laughs> a chuckle. But I like to see, you know, we talk, we're hearing you talk about the registry. Mm-hmm. You know, I have like a some smaller sets where i'd love to send in the whole sets but the mm-hmm. difference between and i i don't know where i came up with the eight bucks or just the number that that you know eight dollars you know seven dollars right. even better you know whatever they if they do do it whatever they decide is cost effective for them and and still gives collectors an opportunity to send in a whole set you know you look at right. some of these sets you know this right like yep. some of these like the the main sets right there's 700 692 cards 792 cards right if you it to, you know i mean to grade everyone at you know even at seven bucks that's that's mm-hmm. you know uh, a big price tag yeah. but it's a it's a lot better at seven or eight dollars than oh, yeah. than eighteen dollars and and they can put you know they can put a uh you know a qualifier on it. you gotta send in the whole set if you're sending in the whole set you'll get it at, if you just want to think you're going to cherry pick some stars and say you're going towards the set. No, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, they can do it. They can do it that way. And I think, I think they'll get more sets that way. And then mm-hmm. talk about building the registry up. So, you know, your thoughts yeah. on, on that. You know, they, they also offer, you know, cause when I first got into that, I was like, wow, I would love that. My favorite sets, 1980. And I was like, well, I would love to just do that whole set. But, you know, there's six, seven hundred cards in that set. But what PSA does offer is uh, each year, but just the Hall of Famers, which I've totally gotten involved in right now with uh, certain particular years. For whatever reason, the year I was born, 67 Tops Hall of Fame set or 1980 Tops Hall of Fame set, where now instead of 700 cards, there could be 40. And it's just the Hall of Famers, not just the rookies. It's it's the Hall of Famers. So, for example, 1980, you would submit Schmidt, Reggie Jackson, Yastrzemski, Bench, the Hall of Famers from that year. And uh, that's big. That's really taken off uh, in the PSA set registry yeah. world is doing each year, but just the Hall of Famers. Uh, yeah. You know, and you could do the whole decade. So I'm I'm working on the 70s right now and the 80s and just doing each year. And just doing like the 75 tops Hall of Fame set, 76 tops Hall of Fame set. Uh, because I, I'm like you. I mean, it's hard to send in six, 700 cards of, you know, Joe Charbonneau or Chet Lemon. <laughs> no if offense, anybody they remembers it. They, they, they made the big leagues, but, you know, in the grand scheme of things, they're not the Mike Schmitz right. and, and Ricky Henderson. Or, or Ron LaFleur. I mean, to us, when we were kids, they were big names, but. Yeah. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, well, maybe we'll see it. You know, I put I put the the bug in in Chris Carlin's ear. Let's see. Uh, uh, he's a, he's a go getter. That was mm-hmm. a great hire uh, by them, and uh, he cares. Like I, yeah. You know, when I've talked to him, you know, sometimes people, hey, how can? And sometimes it's lip service with Chris. 
he's a genuine guy. Like I know he's going to look into it. Good. And if it doesn't happen, it's not, it's not going to be for lack of effort uh, on right, Chris's right. part. So uh, we'll see, we'll see what comes out uh, of that. If, if anything, you are listening to the sports card nation podcast. We'll be right back after this break. Are you a new sports card collector or someone returning to the hobby? Maybe you're just looking for a friendly, trustworthy hobby community to hang out with and enjoy collecting. Midwest Box Breaks has been bringing collectors together for many years with affordable breaks, helpful threads, and a Discord group packed with generous people who genuinely care about the hobby and other collectors. Check out the breaks at MidwestBoxBreaks.com. Our goal is to bring you as much value as possible. Also, find us on Twitter at MidwestBoxBreaks. Hey folks, John here. Just wanted to remind you, use the discount code MBB10 for 10% off your first order at MidwestBoxBreaks.com. Let's go! You are listening to the Sports Card Nation podcast. Uh, How many nationals have you been to at, at this point? This was my second. The first one was the first, the last time it was in Atlantic City in, in uh, 2016. Yeah. And then this was my second. And um, it just doesn't cease to amaze me. Uh, I was fully prepared because I saw how it was in 16. And even though I was fully prepared, I was still, I was still blown away uh, just by the, the, whole, the whole thing, you know, the whole aura of the whole place, the, the size of the place. Atlantic City was from what a lot of people there were telling me was space wise was the biggest space they had seen uh, square footage wise. So I felt really comfortable and walking down the aisles where I didn't feel like anyone was cramming me. Uh, you know, I've gone to shows where there's five, six people deep at a table and you're bumping in left and right on each aisle. It was pretty spread out. Uh, as far as I, I experienced, I was there for two days on Thursday and Friday and it was great. I mean, I was still at awe at some of the things I saw. And even though I've seen them before, still blows your mind. It still takes your breath away. Uh, to see that 52 Mantle SGC 9.5 was just, like, incredible. Uh, and see some of the old jerseys and uniforms. I mean, you, it's like Disney World for for collectors. Yes. I, I always it. say, Ray, I always say if it's not here, it probably doesn't exist. Yeah. Unless it's extreme, extremely super rare. Uh, right. But even that, you know, even that is probably here uh, somewhere. And uh, it was my th- uh, third one and uh, should have been fourth, but uh, the one that got uh, postponed, uh, the, right. the, obviously, uh, the pandemic. But I don't care how many you go to, one, two, your third, in my case. And you, and, and now we sort of know, you know, once you go to one, you kind of know what to expect more than if you're going for your first time. But like you said, it's still always – you know, I, I coined it the Super Bowl, the hobby, right? It's it's generally around the same week uh, every year, back part of July, front part of August. And I always say it's the one, the, the most collectors you're going to have in one place at one time uh, uh, mm-hmm. for, for a week. And uh, yeah. uh, it, it's something to be said about that. It's a, like you know, it's a great opportunity to meet people. For the first time, it's a great opportunity to catch up with people you've already met and see them again and, and hang out with them. And so it's more than obviously we're the common threads, the cards we collect and, and that passion, but there's more to it than that, right? It's the people, right. you know, the tagline of this show is the hobbies, the people, and it's those, those stories behind the cards and, yeah. and catching up with people that, uh, 
uh, is we, you know, is, is part of that, uh, the national, uh, as well. And, uh, mm-hmm. I always look forward to, uh, you know, going to it and attending it. And, uh, you know, it, it uh, this, this was the first time I was there from start to finish. Mm. Um, and I still don't have enough time to meet everybody, see every showcase. Like you need, you almost need two weeks and, yeah. uh, you know, it's just that big and that immense. And uh, I, I, I'm a people person, so people will come up. I'm sure you get that too. Mm-hmm. I don't cut conversations necessarily. Sure, I just will talk, and then you realize, like, oh man, I, <laughs> I lost <laughs> it was great, but like I spent 30 minutes there. I gotta, I gotta do this section of the show uh, today. I try to break it up, knowing how long I'm going to be there. Hey, I gotta do this section today, this section tomorrow. And, and do that way, and even doing that, Ray, I, I think I, I know I miss I miss tables. Easily. Friday, yeah, I will say this: Friday, uh, early on, especially for whatever reason, it was really busy. It wasn't four to five deep, uh, like you mentioned, but it, uh, you had to box out to get in front of some mm-hmm. show. Yeah, show. you had to kind of either wait till like an opening opened up, almost like a running back waiting for like a hole to open, right? Um, Friday was pretty busy, and it's funny going there Saturday, driving in uh, to the, the under, you know, the parking garage. It was I'm seeing all the cars. I'm like, oh man, it's going to be a madhouse. But for whatever reason, Saturday, and I don't know why, it seemed. Uh, I mean, it was busy. I don't want to make it like it was dead, but it seemed like there was just. It wasn't like you didn't thinner. have to. Yeah, you didn't have to box out to like fight for a spot in front of a table or a showcase mm-hmm. when I kind of based on the traffic I saw, like I expected much worse. I don't know. Right. You know, I don't know the, the, the logistics or the science behind that, but Saturday was sort of uh, a breath of fresh air. And that's actually mm-hmm. where I bought some of my, you know, my the two main cards I bought. Mm-hmm. I really hadn't spent that much money uh, beforehand. And then it was, uh, uh, I wound up getting a Kofax rookie and a Spawn rookie, and that was oh, that awesome. was Saturday. Uh, I tried to talk my wife into coming back uh, Sunday, but she was ready to to head home. <laughs> she was the cards don't do nothing for her, but she was on the beach and and getting a suntan, reading a book, drinking a beverage, and uh, I tried to talk her into one more day of that while I hit the show. But she was she was she was missing folks here and the dog, and she's like, no, let's let's head back. So. Uh, I failed. Uh, I failed on Sunday to to, to do that, but uh, it it was great. And and like you said, it's a uh, it's a, a great event. It doesn't matter how many times you go; um, it it doesn't lose that luster. There's a, right. there's so much. You know, I always say you go to national and you're not having fun. You're you're not doing something right. right. You got to figure. You got to figure something out. And so. also, I think it's uh, why it's even more fun now is because of YouTube. When I went in 2016. I had only been on YouTube a little less than a year, so it was fine. But now, by 2022, I'm going into my seventh year on YouTube. Now I saw a lot more people that I knew, that I recognized from their channels, or they knew me or whatever, and it became a hundred times more fun. There wasn't the meet and greets that I, back in 2016 afterwards, you know, it was a lot of fun before then, but now in the past three years, four years with YouTube and that community and podcast shows and everything else, it's become even more fun, way more fun because now you're hanging out and you're sharing what you got and what they got. It was just icing on the cake. Yeah. And, and people look out for like, Hey, I'm looking for this. I, I, yep. 
you know, I've had people text me, hey, I'm at this table. I don't know if it's your price. It's it's great how that – and I've done that in reverse for other people. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know, I know you're looking for this. Here, I'll snap a picture. And, you know, a lot of times you know the deal. Maybe the card's not priced, but at least let them know where the card is and they can do all the haggling if, if, if they so choose. And mm-hmm. it's nice that we look out. That community, we kind of look out for each other. There's, there's right. sort of a, you know, not to use a military term, but it's for, you know, band of brothers, right? Kind of, it, it truly is. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> and that uh, happened to it, me quite a few times. Yeah. And, and I love that aspect of it. And uh, time to hear from one of our great sponsors, but Sports Card Nation will be right back after that. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Sports Card Nation has returned. You, you mentioned you you're you're an OG when it comes to uh, YouTube. What was it uh, when you launched your show uh, years back? What what was it that made you do it? What was the kind of the you know how that all kind of come about? Well, in 2015 or 14, I got back into collecting, and about a year later, in 15. I literally was just sitting on my on my laptop at home one day, and I just went on YouTube. Uh, I used to just go on YouTube really just to watch uh, music videos because I, I was a musician for a lot of years, and I would just go and watch music and M- videos. And MTV doesn't play music. Uh, and- nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. It's funny how that works. It's totally, oh, yeah. So if I want to go watch videos, I had to go on YouTube. <laughs> so I'm type, I just said, let me type in baseball cards one day. And it was like floodgates opened up. I saw, I'm like, there's people doing videos on baseball cards? Really? And I saw one person, two people, three people. And I thought about it for about four or five days. I'm like, man, I might do that. And the first channel I saw was uh, Nate out in San Francisco's channels, Tops 85401. And I watched his channel and I don't know, I just took my phone and I said, let me try it out. And, and, I don't expect to get anything out of it, any response out of it. Let me just try it out and see what happens. Well, I, I, I just showed one of my binders one day. I did a video. 
I had no idea what I was doing. The quality was awful. It was terrible. But I just did it for fun. I did the video. And all of a sudden, I get three people, four people, five, six people commenting. And then the next thing you know, those people that were commenting, they started doing a shout out to my channel. And then all of a sudden, I went from two subscribers to 50 to 60 to 80 overnight. And I was just like, this is fun. This is a lot of fun. And then uh, you started making connections outside of your videos, which made the hobby even more fun. So I started getting uh, really addicted and glued to making content continuously on YouTube because, you know, when I collected before YouTube, I didn't, I couldn't, you, it was hard to share it with uh, anybody. You know, people would come every house, they'd see it, be like, oh yeah, that's nice. You know, that's cool. And, you know, you move on. But now there's hundreds, if not thousands of people all over the country, all over the world that you see that are like you and collect and now, and, and like I said, to meet them in person at the national made the hobby so much more fun. That was what did it for me. It wasn't about being a popular channel or anything, but it made the hobby, it made the collecting aspect uh, that much more fun for me uh, because you, you share and I see what they're collecting. I get ideas from them and vice versa. So that was the whole premise of me was to, it made the hobby more fun and sharing stories and it and makes cards. the world a smaller place, right? A lot smaller. You, you, and, uh, you know, you, you like you said, maybe someone locally, like you said, they'll see your stuff like, oh, that's cool. And then that's sort of the end of it. Now you're now your your stuff's being seen by people uh, right. of like minded who are really interested and, and want to share notes and 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 tips and tricks and and that sort of thing. And it, again, it makes they don't have to be in your same city. They can right. be, they can be on a different continent even. And it, it right. doesn't, it doesn't matter uh, that you sort of eliminate that, that gap in distance. And it, right. it's funny, even, you know, I started sports car nation, uh, the podcast uh, in 2018, which is really when you think about four years is not a terribly long time, but in podcast years, that's, that's like a long time. There was very few shows when I started, uh, this podcast and now like you said there's thousands you know if you if you count youtube and just even audio podcasts yeah. it, it's probably five you know five figures if not six figures uh in, in content uh some are more consistent than others but there's that many um uh shows there's no shortage now and um, mm-hmm. i just think it shows you how the hobby's grown and how social media has grown and um you know even when i started this show ray um very similar to like what you said i didn't go in with sort of any expectation i just said hey i want you know i had done some some audio video for a buddy of mine on his sports uh, radio show pertaining to the hobby side and then that kind of ended because i i used to have fridays off and then i didn't so i that was a friday thing and then i'm like Hey, I still want to talk about this. And so I launched this show in, in November of 2018, not knowing, you know, how many people were going to download it. Uh, I didn't, you know, people ask me, did you set any sort of expectation? No, I just went in sort of flying by the seat of my pants, open-minded. Uh, I kind of expected it to be s- slow going when you first start something. No one knows who you are, like, mm-hmm. initially. And it just sort of built like a crescendo. I didn't expect that. I didn't, you know, have any sort of like grand illusion or anything. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's crazy sometimes. I, I say it on the show all the time. 
Like if you would have told me four years ago, this is where the show would be and these people would be on it and, you know, be this many people w- would be interested. I wouldn't probably be- believe you. you yeah. know, I would have thought you were nuts, but yet, you know, here we are. So it's, it's crazy. And when, you know, whenever someone has that, you know, asked me like John, a, I'm thinking about starting a, a podcast, any tips, then, you know, the first one I always say is, you know, do it because you, you have a passion and you love it. Uh, and uh, go in sort of open-minded. Don't always look at the downloads right off the bat. You got to sort of build that up. And uh, uh, but uh, you know, I always say, someone asked me like, when? How do you know when you would stop doing the show? And it, I always say it has nothing to do with me getting a demographics report and seeing downloads go down. It'll be when I turn the mic on, Ray, and I just don't have that. It's almost like going to work, right? Right. Like, oh, man, I don't want to do it today. Exactly. Uh, and if I get to that point, that's that inner voice in me saying, you're done, John. I hope, you know, I don't anticipate it happen. I hope it doesn't. But if it did, that'll that'll be the first indication rather than any numbers right. or, or anything like that. When I don't have a passion or a love for it, then I know it's it's time to, you know, hang the mic up, so to speak. Right. And, and, and whatnot and and hearing you talk about that you gotta you gotta have a people see through that anyway uh, yep. people know when you're you know either being phony or going through the motions and people can tell when you're you really love what you're you're doing and talking about uh people people pretty smart and keen uh to that so uh, it won't have to be me uh i'm sure i'd get a few messages like hey what's going on lately you know so um, you know, then I would know, but, uh, I don't foresee it. And, uh, uh, you I know in, in watching you, you, you know, you can tell you love, uh, the hobby, what you're doing and sharing that, uh, with other folks and, uh, you know, trying to teach at the same time. Right. You know, people ask me, cause I've been, you know, we've done this so long. They're like, Oh, you know, everything like, no, far from it. And the hobby changes so much. Uh, it's, it's like, I, I use the car analogy, right? You can be a mechanic and then the next kind of cars have new chipsets and they have to learn all. It's the same thing, uh, with the hobby. We have to learn. Uh, I learn as much as I, I, I teach, I think so, right. uh, and educate and, uh, you always, I, if the day goes by and I haven't learned something new in the hobby, I, I didn't try that day is what it what it boils down. You, you took know? the words right out of my mouth. Uh, I was going to say the same exact thing. When people will come up to me and they ask, um, you know, I'm I'm thinking about doing. I don't know what to do. How do I do it? And I just say, just do it. Well, I don't know how to, to do the editing that you do. I said, don't worry about it. Just do it. Just get a phone and just do it. And then all that stuff will gradually come. Uh, yeah. And I've been doing it for a little over seven years. And like you said, people think I know everything about this hobby, and I tell them I'm far from it. I'm far from it. I you you probably know more than I do. It, it and I'm and if you're not learning every day, uh, like you said, you're missing out. I'm, I've learned every single day when I I watch other content. I'm like, I didn't know about that. I didn't know about that. It, it, it's yep. amazing. And I just tell people if you have an interest in doing it, just do it. And you know, it, in the, after about four years, I was doing like four or five videos a week in the beginning. And it, like you said, you don't want it to become a job. And I remember it by the fourth, fifth year, it started to kind of feel like that. But then what got me out of that was helping other people get their channels off the ground and kind of reliving it from the beginning all over again. So, yeah, 
you know, that's when I tell, tell people, just do it. You need help with anything, I'll help you. Or be yeah. more creative. And even content-wise, right? We learn on the fly there, right? You say, yeah. like, you start with a phone. Then you get a, a, a legitimate uh, camera. Then you get an editor. And you, you, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, right? You start. Right. Someone's at my door. I've got to get that. Be right back. Iron Sports Cards is your number one source for all your PSA and other grading submissions. Their elite status improves turnaround times. Heck, they even provide the card savers. Their chat rooms provide updates on all your submissions. They also offer wax options and single cards to cover all the bases. Check them out on Facebook at Iron Sports Cards Group or on the web at ironsportscards.com or even give them a call at 1-877-I-R-O-N-P-S-A. Rob's got you covered. Thanks for sticking with us. Let's return to the show. It's funny. I listen to some of the early episodes of this show, and I delete them if they really weren't part of the history of the show. They're <laughs> terrible. Honestly, you know, some people might say, well, you're still terrible, John. But the early ones, in comparison to, like, current edition, like, it's cringeworthy. And right. if they weren't, like part of sort of the 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 history of the show, I would I would delete them because they're right. you know I was used like you said the phone so the audio qualities uh, not the same but you learn as you do it uh, yeah. how to upgrade things how to do different things uh, even editing like the the process of editing actually takes me less time now than it did <laughs> then and yeah. just because I learned how to do stuff more sort of automated or mass uh, editing rather than, right. you know, individual uh, like slices and stuff. So you learn and, and you go in with, you know, knowing that you're, you're going to get better at it. The more you do, it's like riding a bike, right? First you got to start with training wheels. Uh, eventually you get confident. You, you, you take those off. You might fall down a few times and get some strawberries uh, on your knees. And that just gets you more focused, like to, to keep your balance. And before you know it, you're, you're pedaling and steering and they're like, holy smokes. And, mm-hmm. and everything sort of slows down, right? It's like a, right. a quarterback when that kind of clicks in for them. The, the play slows down. They see stuff better. I think it's like, I'm, I'm not, I'm far from a quarterback. I did play football. I wasn't quarterback. I was a defense. But I, I always use that sort of analogy because that right. seems to really kind of fit how it is. And But uh, it doesn't happen like that initially. You got to get right. uh, to that stage. And long as you're patient and willing to, to put in the time and effort and, uh, you know, and I, you know, you mentioned even with yourself, uh, you know, you get to four or five a week and sometimes you, you maybe a little bit of burnout sets in, but you'd find different ways to sort of recharge. And I always tell people, whatever you do, like if it's too much, then you cut back a little bit. If it's not right. enough, you do more, whatever, right. whatever you find that balance. It might be different for different people. Everyone have different schedules and, and uh, job requirements. You know, if you're a single guy, and you don't have anything pulling you in different directions, you probably could get away with more. And then maybe mm-hmm. it takes you away from uh, not being a single guy. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, a, a, to each their own, right? Everyone has exactly. to sort of figure out their own balance. There's no real template. Uh, like you said, I, I'll, I try to be as helpful as possible um, and, and just give the best advice I can. But it'll really be up to the individual, individual to sort of decide. Uh, and that comes through, and that comes through to the video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, People and, read right through that. 
People you. know, like, you know, one of the compliments I, the biggest compliments I get, and I'm sure you get it too, because I, I, I know when watching you, you're like that, right? People say, like, I, you're like, you're, it's funny, when I meet people at the National, I get this line sometimes, like, man, you're just like you are, like, when I hear you on the air. And I'm like, well, what did you think I was going <laughs> to, like a used car, like a used car salesman? You know what I mean? Like, that's me. Like, yeah. that's why, you know what I mean? I When I turn the mic on, I'm just being me. My grandfather said when I was very young, like, be yourself. You don't have to pretend to be anyone else. And so right. I've always, not even when, not even just talking about content creation, just in, across the board, right? And so I always chuckle when someone says that to me because right. I don't get mad or anything like that. I'm just, like, a little surprised. Like, what did you expect? You know what I mean? Like, you, what you see is what you get. I'm, I'm, I'm uglier in person. Than I am, you know, because I'm right in your face. But other than that, I'm, I'm the same, I'm the same guy. So, uh, and people, but uh, you know, all joking aside, people. I think most people. I don't want to, you know, say everybody. I think most people appreciate that that uh, you're being. You know, I've had people say, "Hey, John, I don't necessarily agree with everything you say, but I know you're you. That's you True feel that you way, are, yeah. and that's who you are. You're not saying it to get clicks, or you're not saying it." for shock value um you're saying it because that's how you feel and i appreciate that uh about yeah and uh, that's to me it's one of the best uh compliments uh, i can get and uh i'll always be that way you know and um because it's easy to do right uh right truth be truth be told so uh let's talk about uh something i love uh that you do which is the the baseball card hall of fame now you are launching the the football card hall of fame yeah. and awesome, awesome uh, thing you're doing. Uh, it's not new. I don't want to make it sound like it's it, well, the football card will be, but uh, you've done the, the baseball card version for a couple of years. It amazed me, Ray, that no one had done it before. And, and then you kind of took the ball and ran with it. Just kind of talk about sort of how this came about. Well, what you said was that was the same thing that ran through my mind. Um, in 2018, I was thinking, you know, I'm, I'm surprised that the actual Baseball Hall of Fame doesn't have a wing in there for call it the Baseball Card Hall of Fame, which now they do. It's called Shoebox Legends. But at that time, I was saying to myself, I'm surprised they don't induct cards into the Hall of Fame. And the cards is as much as part of the game as anything else. And I just started thinking one day, you know, maybe one day I'll just start, I'll do my own kind of not a contest, but just a thing of having all the viewers out there vote and pick 10 cards per year and, and make this an annual thing. It's not an actual real Hall of Fame. It's just more or less a virtual Hall of Fame. But it became uh, interactive with people, and it it got cards recognized that maybe a lot of hobbyists didn't even know about, surprisingly. I mean, there's cards out there that people voted for the first couple of years. I'm like, oh, God, I didn't even know about that card. But – I just started doing that in 18 and I did it by myself the first three years. And it was uh, getting really tough after three years uh, because I was getting, you know, a couple hundred votes and trying to keep track with uh, it just wasn't streamlined and tightened enough that was getting out of control. So I decided to get some help from some other uh, YouTubers out there and have this be like a committee kind of similar to what the actual baseball hall of fame does with the voters ballot or the veterans committee. And I brought on Mike, this baseball car life and Victor, the rookie card specialist. 
and we did it last year was the first time the three of us all did it together. And this year was the second time we did it all together. And we uh, launched a YouTube channel called the Sports Card Hall of Fame Network because now it's not just baseball cards. We came up with the idea of let's expand it to football cards, eventually basketball cards, hockey cards. So I don't know much about football cards. Neither does uh, Mike, this baseball car life or Victor. So we were saying, you know, <laughs> we, we need to bring in other people that have a football card knowledge. <clears throat> so we uh, kind of scout it and brought in uh, Bart from Bart's Cards on, on YouTube and Scott uh, from Scani Tradition. That's the name of his channel. These two guys are huge football card collectors and their knowledge is impeccable. So they were the perfect fit for us that, you know, we were hoping they would say yes, they did. So now we're expanding a little bit where we're going to add other sports into it as in the years coming. Eventually it'll be basketball and eventually it'll be uh, hockey. Uh, so it's it's become a lot of fun. Uh, we have the Facebook page up now running. We have a, a separate channel called the Sports Car Hall of Fame Network where we're going to have continuous content throughout the year, not just when the elections happen, because you want people to keep interested and you want people to be interactive to give their ideas on the channel, on the Sports Car Hall of Fame Network channel throughout the year, giving ideas of what cards they'd like to see on the ballot. I try to run it as close to the actual Baseball Hall of Fame as possible, because to me, collecting cards in the Hall of Fame, to me, are the two things that I love the most. So I just put the two of those together, and cards and the Hall of Fame, and it was just like peanut butter and jelly. So it just fit really well. And I'm well, you, you guys do it. a great job. You guys, first off, do a great job. Thank with, you. Uh, I'm not wearing a hat, but uh, hats off uh, <laughs> uh, to you guys and, and you, you for starting it. Right. And then, you know, being, uh, you know, it, it's nice to hear you say, hey, this kind of got a little bit too big just for a one man operation. And I'm bringing on a, a couple of people. I, I think uh, I want to be a part of this. And, uh, you know, I had Mike on the show. Victor's yeah. been on the show. I'd love to see, you know, you talked about it being virtual, Ray. I'd like to see it be more than that. I'd love to see, um, in my mind, I don't know if you've thought of this. I'm sure you have. Yeah, we have. <laughs> uh, if, you know, I'd love to see the national each year, uh, even if they just highlight the induction, uh, the inductees, uh, you know, uh, prior, you know, have them on display. You know, we have, they have plenty of room, maybe even if they incorporate it as part of, you know, heritage display or another auction house and say, Hey, here's the, the baseball card, all of fame. Here's this year's class. Even if the cards are on loan, right? Uh, like, mm-hmm. like the shoebox treasures does mm-hmm. uh, for their, uh, their uh, setup, you know? Yeah. And people, I think people would gladly uh, donate for display, not, not give the card away, but right. hey, <laughs> uh, hey, that's my card. Come check yeah. it. You know, who wouldn't want to brag? Like, it's my saying, Jackie yeah. 48 leaf uh, in, I'm just using that. I know it's already mm-hmm. in, but let's say, you know, in the, uh, in this year's inductees class, that's actually my card that they're using to highlight uh, the class. I'm getting it back, but it's nice that I'm going to, you know, I'd love to see that whether it be at the national uh, or I'm, you know, I'm, I'm being selfish here and saying, you know, Cooperstown's only an hour and 10 minutes away from me. I'd love to, uh, see it there uh, every year, and uh, at least the ba- you know, they're probably <laughs> just going to be interested, obviously, in yeah. the baseball portion. Uh, yeah. The national could do 
all the sports uh, that you that you wind up doing and, and doing. So uh, yeah. I'd love to see it be more than the the virtual is great too. Uh, you're doing a great, but I'd even like to see it go onto that level. I think it'll it'll gain even more. It's 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 gained momentum. I think it would even gain even more momentum. Uh, yeah. you know, from that. And um, I, I'm just glad to hear that it's it's expanding, uh, you know, to eventually sports, to, yeah. to basketball and, and hockey. Uh, and then, you, you know, and then you got to do non-sport. I'm making more work for you is what I'm No, nah, I mean, uh, people, that. someone has suggested boxing cards to me at the National. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, no doubt. And I know, like, the- I have boxing. I like boxing cards. So you won't get any, you won't get any argument right. from, from me. Time for a quick break, but we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Have you heard about Collectible? It's the one-stop shop where any collector can buy and trade affordable shares in some of the most rare and valuable sports cards and memorabilia in the world, starting from just $5. From 1952 Mickey Mantle PSA 10s and Wilt Chamberlain's iconic rookie uniform to one-of-one Patrick Mahomes RPAs, rare LeBron James logo mans, and everything in between, Collectible is creating never-before-seen access and opportunities for all. Let's grow the hobby we love together. Please note this is not a recommendation or solicitation to buy any security. All investment decisions should be undertaken after doing your own research. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Sports Card Nation has returned. One quick question. We're coming down to how do do people get like really fired up? Do like if something doesn't get in, a card doesn't get in one per do people like message you or like, how did this happen? <laughs> what are you doing? Like, is it yes. Like fe- yes. fever pitched over. I- I've gotten messages from people about why has it the two two six Eddie Plank card not in? Like I had anything to do. <laughs> and I said, did you vote on it? Well, yeah, I voted on it. I said, just keep voting for it. You know, and eventually yeah. it, it hopefully it'll get in. No. Yeah. I get it every year. How can this card get in and not that card? And, but it's all, it's not in, in a, uh, it's in good fun. Vicious way. It's in totally good fun. 
But yeah, every it, when I go to the court shows or uh, people recognize <laughs> you and they're like, first words out of their mouth, you're Ray from Philly. Yeah. How can the Eddie Plank not be in the Hall of Fame? I said, <laughs> I said you got to be kidding me. Well, what man. I love, listen, <laughs> power to the people, man. You let people vote. It's not like you, Mike, and Victor just say, here's the class. We picked it. Right, yeah. you're letting you're letting We're democracy. Letting people, it's, it's, that's yeah, that was my whole premise from the beginning. Purest, yeah. yeah, it's democracy in its purest form, <laughs> and it's easy. It makes it easy for you to say you can get mad at me. I, I voted for him <laughs> if you did, right? I did. They don't know. You, you, they don't know. You can say that either way, but uh, like, hey, don't blame me. I voted like you did for it. Just we didn't get enough <laughs> right, votes, right. man. I'm a, I'm waving the same pen at you are, right? Yeah. So, yeah. No, but know, we're, we're uh, but I, I love this. that you yeah. let. I love that you let people vote. I vote. Um, and uh, I think that, that way everyone feels like they're part of uh, the process. And then when you know, people you vote, the cards you vote for that don't get in, you can like say, hey, what the heck happened here? How, you know, I would just say, how did people, I wouldn't go after you. I would just probably say, how did more people not vote for this card? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't yeah. get it. But uh and, and I love that you do it. You know, I think some other people, if they tried to do something like that, they would just sort of be judge, jury, and execution and say, hey, here's who we selected. Uh, while that might be fun for those folks, right, people like to feel part of the process. That's and, the whole and, thing. And, you know, when you vote, you like to say, see how many of the cards you voted for actually got in, right? You're almost like yeah. a, a tally, a scorecard. And, yeah. uh, people love to be part of the process. I think they should be. Uh, part of the process and so the fact that uh, you, you incorporated that i think uh, just bodes well for the, for the future uh, of the program and I, I i'd love to see it uh you know go on a, a bigger scale even uh even though it's great in its its current form but uh i'd love to see it even get bigger uh and that's and, our goal and, We're yeah working and i even it. told i know I, I think i've told you off off the air so to speak and i've Said this to Mike and and Victor, you know, even before, like, uh, the, you know, I'd love to have you all you guys on and do like a a special episode where we talk about uh, what's up for Candace's candidacy and just mm-hmm. kind of you know banter about on on sort of our takes, you know, without yeah. being too, you know, I, I'll try to do it in a way where I'm not politicking, but. Just you know, we'll talk about every card on the ballot, so to speak. It's hard, but yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, yeah, I would, yeah, I would yeah. love to do that. And like you yeah. said, we 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 want this thing to get like that. Yeah, uh, we're we yeah. want this to. We've talked about the national. We've talked about the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. Yeah. So those those are things that you know we got the the channel up today. We got other committee members to go on the football. We're yeah. we're going to be adding content each week. Uh, we meet weekly, all of us. To, to try and discuss, you know, what is our agenda for this week? Yeah. And what do we want to do? So no, Dr. Beckett loves it. I've spoken to him about yep. it. Uh, he, he lives for this thing every year and we have him on and we have him pick his, his selections yep. live on air. I saw so yep. a lot of people have told us that this thing has legs and they would love to see this grow for us. And that's, that's our goal. Yeah. Well, I think the right guys are behind it. That's always uh half yeah. the battle, Ray. Uh, you're passionate uh, I know Mike and, and Victor are the same way, and so I think yeah. you got, I think you got the right combo. And, and as you grow, you'll add to that. Uh, I'm always available. I'm not, I'll, I'll yeah. volunteer myself, uh, even if it's just a question or what have you. Uh, but I love what you're doing. I love that you thank you uh, make people part of the process. And uh, 
Uh, I think you know, a lot of people might have tried this and not sort of oversighted that, and you didn't. And uh, it's why I think it's why it's gaining so much steam and momentum, right? Uh, well, a lot of credit people... goes to my committee guys, too. I mean, I did it for the yeah. first three years, but uh, I think it would have stayed the way it was if I didn't bring on Victor and Mike as well uh, yeah. without their help and their knowledge. Uh, you know, one person's good, but when you have two, three, four, five people coming in together, that's definitely yeah. – you know, it takes a village to to grow family. They say, totally true here. Well, it's nice to hear you. You know, delegate some praise. It just that's a testament to to you, uh, the person. Uh, continued success with uh, everything you. you're doing. I always give the guest uh, Ray give out all those channels uh, that you, they can find uh, your channel, uh, the okay. the card Hall of Fame stuff. Uh, take your time. There's no time. Give out all that information. <laughs> For those listening, they can they can check that stuff all that. out. Thank you. Well, my channel is Ray from Philly. It's all one word. So if anyone wants to scoot on over to watch my content, uh, to, to check out PSA graded baseball cards and set registry stuff, go to my channel. It, it's just look for Ray from Philly, all one word. Uh, the Sports Card Hall of Fame Network. That's It's called the Sports Card Hall of Fame Network. Uh, you can check out that channel. My committee members, Mike, this baseball card life. It's called this baseball card life. This is his channel. And Victor's channel is the rookie card specialist, which is a phenomenal channel where Victor is the rookie guy. I mean, I go to him for questions about rookie cards. If I have a question, he knows everything about rookie cards. So, you know, and we have Bart from Bart's cards and Scott from Scotty tradition. Those are the guys that are running the football card hall of fame for the sports card hall of fame network. Uh, their channels are great, especially if you're into football. Uh, so, yeah, check it out. I appreciate. I always tell people at the end of every video, thank you for watching. I appreciate your likes, your comments. And a, a thing I always say at the end is to make sure the most important thing is have fun with it. That's the most have important fun. thing. Yep, no doubt. Couldn't say it better myself. You're not having fun in this hobby. What are we doing, right? There's a lot Don't of other it. stuff. We, yeah. <laughs> well, Ray, keep continued success. Keep up. Thank you. Uh, the great work on your channel with the with the Hall of Fame card stuff uh, that's uh, obviously growing uh, as we speak and look forward to watching that. I, I, again, that's not lip service with uh, doing that special episode before uh, any kind. Oh, of we're in for it. We'll do it. Yeah. Dude, all right. I'm, I'm, yeah, definitely. I'm, 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 I'm going to hold you to that. So. No, but definitely. Yeah. And good. All right. You're. This is a great thing you're doing. I highly recommend right. everyone to check out your podcast. I love it. Mm-hmm. So thank you. So, well, I appreciate it. Thanks, Ray. Uh, we'll we'll talk again. All right, buddy. Take care. Well, man, that was fun talking with Ray. Great guy, uh, doing some great work with uh, his YouTube channel. Uh, their content with surrounding the uh, Card Hall of Fames that, uh, as you heard, are expanding to other sports besides uh, baseball, football, basketball, probably eventually hockey. Uh, boxing's been mentioned, and uh, who knows what's uh, on the horizon. Uh, but uh, Ray's a passionate guy, loves uh, what he does, and uh, you know, with the help of of the guys he's bringing on, uh, and already has, uh, that that's going to be a very successful venture. Uh, I'm going to uh, take a little quick break, but when I come back, I'll give you some closing thoughts. Check out our website at www.sportscardnationpodcast.com for the new release schedule, our blog, all show episodes, and so much more. All right, I want to thank you out there 
in the Hobbyverse for listening and downloading the show. Thank you to Ray Fonio for coming on. A great guy, as I said. Uh, check out his stuff. Check out all the Card Hall of Fames uh, as they grow those ventures into what I believe is going to be a, a huge a huge deal. A uh, couple house cleaning things. Uh, a new show I launched. Yep, another one, but not a podcast. Uh, a YouTube-only, once-a-week show, very, very short. Uh, I want to keep it to three to eight minutes. I'm calling it Card Story. And my intentions with that video show on our YouTube channel is each week, kind of like a card of the week. Uh, select a card from my inventory. It could be from my personal collection or it actually can be from my show inventory. And kind of talk about the card, the history of it, uh, maybe where I've acquired it if the story's interesting enough. And then talk about the player depicted on the card some uh, stuff about their career career totals but uh maybe a little deeper dive and maybe some stuff that we didn't know about that uh said player uh that that'll make you say hey i didn't know that thanks john for uh for sharing that so again a very short once a week three to eight minutes in length the first one is out uh, should be out now. Is it the Jackie Robinson 4849 Leaf? I don't know. You have to check our YouTube channel. So uh, if you don't subscribe to our YouTube channel, it's Sports Card Nation Podcast on YouTube. Search Sports Card Nation Podcast and it will come up. Uh, subscribe, uh, like, and uh, you'll get notified when those card stories and any of our other materials drop. All right, folks, thanks as always. We'll see you Monday on Hobby Quick Hits, and we'll be back here on Friday with another Sports Card Nation. Take care. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.